Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight. It's time to dream big. Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers. My name is Donna Serdula, and we have a really interesting guest with us today. His name is Lee Houghton, and Lee is the father of two amazing children. He is a business improvement coach who prides himself on helping people and teams make today better than yesterday. A lot of people can say things, but he really does it. What makes him different is his random journey to get to where he has been with one pivotal moment in losing his best mate, Chris, after a very brave cancer battle. And this changed his life forever. Lee's random journey has included writing five children's books, owning a bouncy castle business, and spending 18 months DJing, dressed as a monkey. All these things have shaped him in his career from data input administrator to co-founding his own business in 2018. But as a shiny object syndrome sufferer, it was losing Chris that really sharpened his focus. Lee, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Oh, no, honestly, Donna, the pleasure is all mine. Honestly, I've been really looking forward to uh, to chatting with you um, on this. And what well, the main reason being is, is I love the name of the podcast. I love what you stand for. And so Dream Big with with uh, with, with Big Dream has really resonated with me as well. So yeah, so thank you for the opportunity. Oh, well, thank you. You know, and, and I'll tell you what, what was the catalyst for me? Because, you know, reading your journey and us having, you know, spoken a little bit about your, your friend, Chris, you know, my catalyst was my father's death. He died in 2011. And shortly before he, he died, and I didn't even know he was dying. You know, you always see your father as this big, strong person. And he really was hiding that he was sick from us. Um, and he died very suddenly. But looking back, I realized it wasn't all that sudden. It was sort of like yeah. in my face and I just didn't see it. But it was just a few months uh, before he died. He said to me, you know, Donna, I have, I have one regret in my life. And that is that I didn't dream bigger. And that at the time, I, I, I want to say that it hit me hard. It didn't. I, I, I was like, wait, you didn't, you didn't dream bigger. Like, what do you mean by that? And he said, you know, looking back now, I realized I could have done so much more if I just dreamed it, visualized it, went after it. He said, I, I always kept my dreams small. And this was something, and it, it, it might not have hit me at the, the true impact of his words at that moment, but they sort of stayed with me. And, you know, as I've worked with my clients and I've talked to people who do dream big, I started to realize there are so many people out there, myself included, as well as my father, we didn't really dream big because we weren't always given that ability to see other people dreaming big yeah. and yeah. accomplishing so much more. And so that's, that's why I, you know, I created this podcast was to give insight and, and to show people, Hey, and, and, and so, you know, for you, I think you had, you know, data input administrator <laughs> might not have been the biggest dream in the world, but you had a catalyst, you had something happen to you and it really changed the, the course of your life. Can you, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, of course, of course I can. What you've just said there really, really resonates with me as well, because 
um, back in 2018. So I, I started my career and I, I left out. So if I just rewind even further, when I was at, I went to university for a year. And my mum said, she went there, she said, Lee, you can drop out of university if you like, if you get yourself a proper job. So I got myself a job as a data um, um, input administrator when I was probably about 18, 19 years old. Um, played around with it, DJed at the time as well. And and I thought... Were I you dressed to... as a monkey at that point? No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the, the pinnacle of my career was later on, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yes, yeah, so I, I DJed at the time, which is why I didn't want to go to the to, to uni because I missed out on all of the exciting stuff at uni because I was working. I data input administrator, but then I then I kind of fell into this, and I was I was selected um, as a to be a change facilitator within the public sector. My manager said to me, "I've got this job. We think you'd be ideal for it. Outgoing personality. Uh, you build relationships really quickly." and and I was like, all right, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And that was back in probably 2007, something like that. So for the last 16, 17 years, I have been a business improvement coach as an internal and an external business improvement person. And I've always wanted to have my own business or I, yeah. I always thought that I wanted to have my own business or be or be a consultant um, going into different businesses and things. But I never really had the guts or the balls to take that, to take that leap. People said to me, oh, you need three months worth of salary in your bank account to make sure you can you can survive. Um, they say you need to build your network. So there's all of these things. Is my network big enough? Are my reserves in my bank account big enough? And yeah. and I always kept answering, no, they're not. No, they're not. Um, up until 2018. And in fact, actually, before before I tell you what happened in, in 2018, do you have a friend, Donna, that, that no matter... If you've not seen them for a week or a month or a few months, that when you get back together, it's like that that time apart never happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. Perfect, perfect. So I do, and, that, and, and his name was Chris, who, who you mentioned earlier on. And and back in 2018, I received a phone call to tell me. So I was an employed consultant. I wasn't didn't have my own business. I was an employed consultant. Um, I was working on a client site in in London, and I got a phone call to say that I needed to uh, come home because Chris had taken a turn for the worst. Um, so I got on a train, got to, uh, got out of the train station, got in a taxi and went to the hospice um, where, where he was. And I went into the hospice and he was lying on the bed um, and he was paler and, and frailer than he was just three days before when, when, I, when I left him. His sister was in the room, his ex-partner was in the room and one of our other friends was in the room with him. And we, we had a little chat and I agreed to stay the night that night with him. Um, so I set up camp on the couch and dabbed his lips during the night. And then at 10 to 8 in the morning, I sat up. I said, right, Chris, I'm just going to go into the bathroom to have a wash and to freshen up because uh, my breakfast is due um, at 8, eight o'clock. So I went into the bathroom. And then on leaving the uh, the bathroom, I looked over to him and his chest expanded. And and that was it. He'd chosen that moment to um, to leave. So I made a few phone calls and to tell people that the time had come. And I went and sat outside, sat on a bench. It was the 5th of July and the sun was um, was beating down. And I, I remember thinking, you're, you're a blooming fraud, Lee. You I tell your kids, so my kids at the time were three and five. And, and I've told them ever since they were born, they can be whatever they want to be when they grow up, whatever they want to be, no boundaries, no barriers. And I was thinking, you're a fraud. You tell your kids this every single morning, but you're not whatever you're not doing and being who you want yeah. to be. Um, 
And then I thought back to Chris's three lessons. And what happened was when Chris was told that he was terminal and there was nothing else that the um, that medication could do for him, it was just about making him comfortable. Um, he asked me, did I want did I want some money because he was going to extract his pension and things. And he said, oh, you can have a few thousand pounds and I'll set you up in business. And, and so I was like, I don't want any of your money, Chris. Um, but what I would really value is you thinking about what three lessons are the most important to you in your current situation that when you reflect back on your life that I can share with your with your two boys because he has a he had a 14 and 16 year old boy at the time um and he was like oh I wish you'd have asked for the money Lee that would have been far easier for me to give you <laughs> <laughs> but um I was I was so I'm so grateful for him taking the time to actually think about about what these were so I went back to now, see did him. he oh, God, sorry. did he did he just did he have them like right off the cuff or did he have to think about it? Oh, no, yeah, no, no, he didn't. And and I'm glad he didn't as well because because it showed that he actually really thought about it. Because what I, what I recognised was when he was terminal, his perspective on life completely changed. The things that used to bother him no longer bothered him. And this was this was the thing that stuck in my mind before before I asked him um, for it. And, and I'm so grateful for him taking the time to think um really about about these lessons so after i asked him it was a, a couple of weeks two to three weeks had passed and i went okay. to, and and i went to see him and he went i've got the first lesson for you um he went when him and his ex-partner were splitting up he said he tried to be somebody that he thought she wanted him to be he said it didn't make him happy it didn't make her happy they still ended up splitting up mm-hmm. so he says no matter no matter what lee just always be yourself First lessons: always be yourself, no matter no matter what. And and I think that's so important. And for the last two and a half years, three nearly nearly three years now, I've been trying to understand what that means to me. Um, mm-hmm. And and really, it's about that voice in your head. It's about mm-hmm. understanding how important that that voice is. That voice cripples you or it helps you. And really, if you can understand what you're saying to yourself, I, I'm a firm believer now, and I wasn't before this. That, that your voice in your head, your thoughts drive what, how you behave in the external, in, yeah. in, the, in the world. And so I think really about always being yourself is really understanding that voice in your head and, and, and the impact of it. Um, a couple of weeks had passed after that and I went to see him in the hospital at the time and, and he went, right, I've got the second lesson for you, Lee. He said, um, he said, when you're not working on a client's side, he says, you come and visit me. He says, one of our other friends, um, every single day at 12 o'clock rings him up and just to see how he is. And then when he finishes work, rings him up again or goes to the hospital to see him. And I knew Chris from, I moved onto the same street as him when we were both one year old. Um, so we grew up together. Our mums were, known him f- yeah, yeah, mums were you best know friends. You're his lo- your entire life. Yes. Yeah, completely. But we went to different schools and when we went to different schools, we could have chosen different paths and different friends, but we didn't. Um, so obviously we had different friends and stuff, but we always kept coming back together. And and he said, um, he said when we were growing up, we could have, we could have chosen different friends, um, but we didn't. He said um, the second lesson is make good friends because you never know when you're going to need them. Yeah. And I, I think that's so important. And for the last two and a half years, three nearly three years, I've been trying to. I think that that is transferable across everything. It's not just Chris meant it for friends for for him in that situation, but I think that's. That's that's everybody. It's connection. It's, it, I think it's. Yeah, I was going to say it could be your network. Completely, completely. You never know when you need your network. You never know what might come of any conversation. And I have, 
over, for the last nearly three years now, everybody that sent me a message, I've not just replied thanks. I've kind of gone, I've gone into a little bit more to try to build a better relationship. And because of that, so many different opportunities have opened up. Um, so many different conversations have happened. So Chris meant it in that when when he was in that place. But I think for everybody, make good friends or colleague connections, clients, customers, because you never know when you need them or what might come of them. And I think I think the world is a better place with really strong connections and, and relationships. Yeah, I I like to think of it as not just you never know when someone's you know you're going to need someone, but you never know when someone's going to need you. Yes. Right? I mean, it's yeah. it's sort of that back and forth yeah, that I, I think is so important. That is really important, yeah, because if you don't ask, if, if you're not in a conversation with somebody, they might, that might prompt them to then ask you for something as well. So I think it's just about really just having that conversation, that connection, that relationship, um, and just being there for people. So yeah, so the second one was making good friends. And then about two weeks before he passed, We'd um we'd got some tickets to go to watch the Foo Fighters at the Etihad Stadium mm. in Manchester. Um, he'd bought these tickets before um before he was he was really really ill, and eight of us went. There was um a car for with Chris and his ex partner and his and his two boys in, and then there was um four of us four other of us went separately. And on the way back from that, um, when he, the mother of his children dropped dropped him off, um, and they were taking his two boys back home. His youngest asked, is it too late for my dad to take me to Anfield? So we, we all support Liverpool. And he said, mm -hmm. is it too late for us to go to Anfield for a guided for, for a guided tour of the stadium? So um, his ex-partner rang me up and I that was on a Thursday. And on the Sunday, we went we went for the tour, me and my boy and, and Chris and his two boys. It was an amazing mm -hmm. day. Again, the sun was shining. Liverpool were brilliant with ice creams outside. We had a private tour. As much time as we wanted, we got we all got a kit um, to to remember the the day by and things. And on the way back from that, I had my boy behind me. Chris had his two boys uh, behind him in the in the car, and he looked over at me and he said, "How many times could we have done this?" I said, "I said, yeah, a lot of times." He said, "Well, why did we wait till I was in a wheelchair? Why did we wait till I was um, pushed around and I couldn't get up off the seat to go and sit on the same seats that you could? Why did I wait till?" We, till I was a burden and he said um, act now because time's limited is the third is the third thing yeah. so 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 fast forward to me sitting on that bench outside the hospice thinking you're a fraud Lee you're telling your kids this and I've got this um, always be yourself make good friends time is limited ringing round my head and that was really the catalyst for me to to start dreaming big um, yeah. not being shackled by the constraints that I'd put on myself um, and, and I've spent the last nearly three years now really trying to understand what those three things mean to me. And I think they are so important for, for everybody to understand yeah. what, they, what they mean to them. And they're so simple. And yet they're, they're really amazing at the same time. It's, it's things mm. you, you don't think about. Now, I mean, now that you think of that, you know, going back in your head, do you, do you now see that you could have accomplished you know that that dream of owning your own business were those things just excuses that were stopping you or was there something else that was stopping you yeah um it was my own self-belief and that that voice in my head 
that that self doubt was was the thing that was stopping me. And so yes, I could have had yes, I could have started a business. Um, my biggest regret in life um, is losing Chris to have the kick up the arse to do what I'm now doing. Yeah. Um, and if I can share Chris's three lessons, so if somebody's lying on the on the bed with only weeks or months to live, reflecting on the whole of their life, thinking about the things that are most important to them, and it's oh, I need to be I need to be myself more. No, I need to stop putting the mask on just to keep other people happy, or I need to make the most of all relationships, or rather than wait until Monday, if I want to get better, I need to start. I'll I'll start today. Um, I think with those three things, yes, I could have done it, um, but it was the, it was losing Chris that really sharpened my focus to doing so. Um, but I don't want anybody else to have to have that that catalyst of <laughs> such loss yeah. to to do it. If I can if I can give them a little bit of a, a kick up a, a kick of motivation um, using using Chris's lessons and Chris's story. And you said you said a minute ago, Donna, that yes, they are really simple. To, to speak really simple to understand but they're not easy to do because they're not easy because because we, we we are influenced so much by everybody else and our experiences the conversations that we have the conversations that we have with ourselves and in our head that that we can't just we, we we have something that stops us from always being ourselves from from making the most of every relationship that we, that we come across on and for starting now rather than rather than waiting and procrastinating so yeah. they are really simple to say but they're, they're not that easy to do you know i think of always be yourself and and it's always know yourself you know and it's being able to get beyond those limiting beliefs to the real core you know, like, you know, peel back those layers of the onion, all of the things that people have told you that you've just blindly believed, you know, it's the, the crust of bad experiences, <laughs> you know, like those scabs, you know, from yeah. things that you've had to heal from and get over. I, it was a year and a half ago. Um, my sister had said to me, I, I think you should see a therapist. <laughs> And it was, it was such a punch in my face. Cause I'm like, I, I'm, I'm mentally healthy. I don't, you know, that's not something that I think I need. That's for people who have a lot of issues. And she said, you know, I, I really think, you know, really understanding and exploring who you are and why you do what you do and really try to, you know, and, and I think it is get to really know who you are. Yeah. And I did. I called up uh, a, a psychotherapist, and I've a year and a half now <laughs> doing it, like every every other week. But you know, really talking to that that third party and allowing myself to to go places and say, you know, really open up about things that hurt me and upset me, I think has made a huge difference in my outlook, and it has allowed me to start to really know who I am. Do you feel not everyone can do that though? I mean, do you feel that there are there other ways of of getting to that? How, like how how does a person do it? Do they need help? Do they need a, do they need to pay a therapist? Is there a book out there? Like I what think... are you doing? How how have you how have you done it? Cuz it's been a few years now and you're clearly 
I think this is a work in progress for everybody. I don't think this is something that you just immediately hit. No, I've been I've been studying on and trying to understand these three things since since his passing, and I think and and I'm not um I think I think yeah whether it's a coach whether it's a, a mentor whether it's a psychologist whatever whatever the, I think that helps, but I think ultimately it depends on on what dream um, you've got as well and where yeah. and where you want to get to. I think the brain is an amazing is an amazing thing and I'm and I'm understanding more about this every every week and month that passes because and and I think if I was to ask if I was to ask you what's your oldest childhood memory and I think everybody can can go back a period of time and, and think about whether it's a and it might be a positive experience it might be a negative experience but then if I was to ask you uh, what did you have for your for your lunch 3 weeks ago on a Tuesday it's less it's um, less easy to remember yeah. because because there's no emotion attached to it, and the brain remembers things in pictures and emotions, and 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 when you recall a, a time or a, then it's you're recalling the last time you've recalled it. You're not you and you're not recalling the original events. You're calling the, yeah. the the recollection of your last time you recalled it. So you're you kind of it's a, a picture on top of 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 a picture, but yeah. but I think what what is really important is is the power of emotion. Um, I think it was Maya Angelou, and I might butcher a quote now. She says, um, people re- people will forget what you've said, people will forget what you've did, but yeah. people will never forget how you make them feel. And that first person is yourself. You'll never forget how you made yourself feel. So if you can make yourself feel more positive and, and, or, or, and, and, and forward frame and, and understand where you want to get to and how it'll feel to get there and, and stuff, and I think that start of the motivation to achieve what you want to achieve and, and to get to where you want to get to. So I, I think there's a whole host of things that are important to understand. Um, but And I think it depends on the problem or the or the, the dream that you're trying to achieve or problem that you're trying to overcome to the level of support that, that's required. And I think when I, I had an opportunity to speak to somebody um, last week um, doing doing what I do, they were, they were a contact, they were a manager in a contact center, uh, a call center. And I said, Chris's three lessons are really important on a micro and a macro level, because mm-hmm. on a micro level, you can your every call center agent, if you can allow them to always be themselves, they will they will um, flourish in the role. If you allow them to make good um, connections and, and relationships with the people on the phone, then you'll they'll get to the the nub of the problem and be able to understand it far better. And then if you get them to, if you empower them to be able to act now based on what the customer has said to them, then 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 you'll be able to to resolve that call yeah. successfully. I, you know, I, I was looking at it in the more like the existential, yes. you know, internal way. I was not thinking about it in that, just in a business way. That's that's fabulous. Okay, so let's let's do this then. How how have Chris's three lessons changed you as a father? You said you have two kids. Yes. What are you doing differently now than you were prior? So the one big thing that I'm doing different, right? Every single morning, we I I, I get me and the kids sing to each other, mm-hmm. um, and we we go. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this out loud, but. Um, on on the wall downstairs, um, I've got this 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 thing, and we we've wrote it ourselves, and it goes, um, "I'm happy, I'm myself, and I always do my best." And every single morning when I go to work, um, I'll go, "Right, kids, let's sing," and we'll go, "I'm happy, I'm myself, and I always do my best." Woo! 
right? So so that's that's what we do every single morning. And I've never done that before. They they don't know what being themselves mean that means, but yeah. they are learning more about what that means. And the more that they say that they're happy, then they smile when and when we're singing. They're smiling, mm -hmm. so they're being happy while they're singing it. And and if they can go and I'm always um, always doing my best or always being best, then then that's just, they're internalizing that. So how how it's helped me be a parent with Chris's three lessons, it's it's rather than it's trying to demonstrate to them this positive role model as well, mm -hmm. and that actually things are possible. So since since Chris has passed, I had a fear of heights when I was um, me, me and Chris used to play at the back of um, we lived on the same street next door, but three and we had a, we had a wall behind our, our, our houses, and and I would be the person that would that would climb to the top of the wall and I would sit on the wall, but Chris would be jumping off it and jumping off it and I'd be going, it's all right, I'm just watching you because I didn't like heights. I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't like heights. Yeah. So since Chris passed, I've skydived from 15,000 feet, um, which was amazing oh and, and I, and I want to do it again. And, and I think um, I've, I've started my own podcast, which I have the pleasure of chatting to you very soon on Donna yes. as well. Um, I've started my own business. I've co-founded my own business with Jason. Um, and so what I want to do is, is I want the kids to see me living those three things. Um, I'm tattooed in the three things, so I can't get away with them. Before Chris passed, he, he gave me this ring and on the, on the, in, on the inside of this ring that it's engraved with the three lessons as well. So I can't get away from them and I don't <laughs> want to get away from them. Um, so I'm just actively trying to, to live them three things. And I think just back on the, on the previous point, we can look at them on a micro level, we can look at a macro level. So in for, for people's lives, they can change. If you want to understand more about you, that's that previous conversation we had around who, who is it you need to speak to? How do you need to understand? What's the thoughts in your head? What are your experiences that's driving where you are? Um, and then, and then, but if you want to just improve an environment at work or your family, um, your family life, then these three things are just so important as well. And it's about understanding the context behind them, what they mean to you, and, and then just trying to trying to live them. Um, but it's only recently when I've when I've been able to add this micro macro thing as well, because mm -hmm. when I started, it was all about okay, I need to always be myself in everything. So in fact, I've got a tattoo on my arm here, and I don't. Mm -hmm. So it starts two and a half inches down my wrist. And the reason why it starts two and a half inches down my wrist is when I got it, when I was um, about eight or nine years ago, I was conscious about what people would think of the, the bald guy with a tattoo going in to try to help them in, improve. So I thought, I'll, I'll wear a shirt and nobody will be able to see my tattoos. The fact that my tattoos are about, I've got my kids on and, and my family on and stuff and they mean something to me, I was more bothered about what other people would, would think of me. Um, so yeah. I wasn't being myself. And that's now this, this thing on my wrist is a metaphor for really... Actually, now I'm I am being myself a little bit more, uh, but I'm not I'm not fully there yet. Um, but I, th I think the real important thing for me is that if if anybody can understand what it means to them, Chris had his reasons when he came up with them based on his experiences of his life at 39 years old. Um, he had his experiences and reasons for for choosing these three things. But I think the more I've learned about them, it's about making them personal to me, making them personal to, to you, Donna, making them personal to everybody and going, actually, how can always being myself help me? How can making good friends, connections, relationships help me? And and how can um, acting now because time's limited help me? Whether, it, whether it's a family, whether it's a work environment, whether it's life in general. Um, so, yeah, I apologize. I feel, I feel like I've... Um, 
I've, I've, I've not taken a breath for about 25 minutes there. <laughs> Apologies. Well, no, I, I, I say thank you because this, this has been beautiful. It, to me, it's what I love is there is that synergy because when you, when you, when you take these three lessons from Chris, you know, I do think it, it allows you to really grow and develop and dream big and accomplish what you want, whatever that might be. So Lee, thank you so much. Can, can you give uh, my, our, my, our listeners today your, your podcast, but also a little bit more about what you, what you do, your little, your, your little elevator page, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, no, of course I can. So um, the social network that I'm on all the time is, is LinkedIn. Then that's just Lee Horton. Um, and the podcast is called Business Problems Solved. And then the business page is Get Knowledge. So it's G-E-T Knowledge. So Get Knowledge. Because we fundamentally believe that all improvement starts by getting knowledge first and learning before you, before you can move forward. And, and that's what I've tried to do with Chris's three lessons. Chris's three lessons now are the foundation for, for what I do within the business as well i've got a um so business improvement um coaches um but i've got um, a, a course that helps people leaders or change leaders but it's on based on the foundation of chris's three lessons so recognizing that change starts with you as a person first uh, understanding yourself second making friends and storytelling and creating allies and then influencing others and acting like this time limited so chris's three lessons for me have been absolutely life-changing i would swap them to have him back um but i think the the important thing is what he has provided there hopefully helps if it can help one person take an action to actually enable themselves to be more themselves to make a stronger relationship with somebody and to to start something a little bit sooner than they would have done then that's that, that's all that's all i want to do by by sharing his story well thank you for sharing it with me and, and my audience i appreciate it thank you so much cheers donna Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, there we go. Thanks for listening to Dream Big with Big Dreamers. If you like the show, please do us a favor. Go into iTunes and write a review and give us a rating or share it with a friend via social media or email if you think they'd benefit from these conversations. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Until then, keep dreaming big.